Most sports talk shows turn it up to 10 on the amp, but Under the Dome is far from your ordinary sports talk show. It takes it just one step higher. These guys are laughing. Now back to the show that gets the lead out. Under the Dome with CD on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Back to Yo. Yo. Welcome back. There we go. Technical issues have been resolved. Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. And the picks are coming in fast and furious. The Cajuns flying off the board. Kind of resetting it real quick. With Percy Butler heading to the Washington Commanders, that is now official. Talking about Jordan Schultz of the Four Letter Network. He talked about it a little bit earlier. He kind of broke that news first. So great to hear two Cajuns getting drafted, like virtually back to back, 111 and 113. Back to almost back to back, two straight Cajuns coming off the board. Again, Jets getting a steal in Max Mitchell. Percy Butler is going to be a damn good player for those Washington Commanders. Trying to get used to saying that, by the way. Trying to get used to saying that. But enough about the NFL draft league wide. Let's get down to brass tacks and talk about those New Orleans Saints with our next guest. The last time I saw this guy, last time I talked to this guy. It was over in downtown Lafayette, part of a book signing he had. It was fantastic. Just the event was so much fun to be a part of. And that is Mike Neighbors, the founder of Neighbors Media, the media group. First off, Mike, how you been, man? Number two, have you recovered from all those book signings you've been having over the last couple months? (laughs) Yeah, it was a great run. I really appreciate your help with that. Uh, But, yeah, it's been fun. And, uh we, uh, we're doing some new projects. We're going to do an audio book coming up and uh, some other uh, kind of extensions of it. But if uh, your audience hadn't heard, it's, the, it's a book about Drew Brees, The Brees Way, all my interviews with him over the years. And really appreciate your help when I came into town. It meant a lot. Hey, anytime, man. Anytime you know you, you come on this show, I'm willing to help you out any way possible whenever the next <laughs> book does inevitably drop from the Neighbors Media Group because I'm sure you, you, you got the itch to maybe make another one, right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm uh, doing a, a new book. Uh, we'll talk about that down the road, but uh, I'm doing some speaking now, and it's more of a motivational book. But uh had to do the book on Drew because we had a unique relationship and interviewed him after every game for so long, and I didn't want to look back and say, you know, I wish I would have wrote that book three years ago. So I'm glad we were able to, to release that back in December. I'm sure a lot of people are the same way as well. I know I am because I've been I enjoyed the book. Once you gave it to me, read it, definitely some fantastic stuff right there. But what's been fantastic is what the Saints have done in this NFL draft so far. I mean, they've got two picks left in the fifth and the sixth round. By the time I go off air, maybe they'll have traded up somewhere, or better yet, they wind up just sticking where they're at. But what have you thought about this draft so far, getting Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, and Alante Taylor who I think honestly was that like safety school pick, that last one, more because I think the safety they wanted got snatched up right from under their noses. 
I think they've done a great job. I'm always hesitant to grade drafts. I mean, I remember after the 2017 draft, I was thinking, you know, Lattimore is going to be a great player, but boy, I don't know about Ramchick. Uh, you know, I didn't know about that pick at all. Nobody knew about Kamara. I mean, nobody really knew about Marcus Williams or Trey Hendrickson. So I think what's exciting about this draft is we think we we know these guys, and they're going to help the Saints right away. And and you know, they definitely address their needs. I love the aggressiveness about trading up to get Alave, and you know, he looks to be the most well-rounded wide receiver in the draft. I mean, not only a guy that can get downfield and is fast, but he runs good routes and will be a great compliment to Michael Thomas. And it automatically makes makes the Saints better offensively, you would think, because Marquez Callaway, who I think wasn't a number two, will now be more comfortable being a compliment to those guys. And, you know, I just think, you know, Harris will be back next year. So they're going to be a really well-rounded uh, receiving core. And I love Trevor Penning. I mean, he seems like a guy that can step in and has that confidence and really that nastiness to play left tackle in the NFL. And Alante Taylor, as you said, you know, there's a need there in the secondary. He'll play corner, and he has that versatility that C.J. Garner-Johnson has. So in terms of feeling need and being aggressive, uh, you got to give the Saints a thumbs up. But the bottom line, Clint, you don't know how these guys are going to pan out until, you know, three or four years down the road. Oh, no, exactly. But it's the beauty of radio and sports radio sports talk you have those instant reactions and you know it was something that I just I was blown away by how much I was hearing before the draft from the national media saying the Saints were going to go focus in on a quarterback and just the Saints just basically went the Costanza went the exact opposite and just stuck with the guys that they needed to address needs on I think that speaks to how important Jameis Winston is towards this foundation they're trying to build for the future. Again, this is a team that had like missed the playoffs only because another team wound up costing them in the last game of the year before Sunday night football. Like the the Rams 49ers game cost you a playoff spot last year. Despite everything you dealt with in 2021, injuries, COVID, everything in between, with all the pieces coming back, I think there's no reason why Saints fans can't think playoffs are on the horizon, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, this team after last season, I mean, let's face it, with all the COVID outbreaks and all the injuries, and I know all teams dealt with that, but the Saints dealt with it more than most teams, Clint, and Saints fans know that. You know, 58 different starters played. I mean, we can go down the list, and I think that tried Sean Payton in a lot of ways, but we can talk about winners and losers in this draft. The big winner is Jameis Winston because, A, you know, he gets the contract and goes into the draft and you're probably wondering if they're going to trade up and get another quarterback. Maybe they told him privately they wouldn't do that. But the fact that it's a weak quarterback class, I mean, if it wasn't a weak quarterback class, I know the Saints like Jameis Winston. They don't love him. Maybe they would have tried to trade up and get a quarterback they really like. But because it was weak and because they didn't do that, to me it gives Jameis Winston a little more freedom that if he has that big year – he can really excel. And then on top of that, he's a winner because they get a lave and that receiving core is going to be so good. I think the biggest question for the Saints now is A, the defense is great. You would think the offensive line is going to be good with pending in there. The receiving core is going to be better. We just got to see how this Alvin Kamara suspension shakes out. You know, if it's really bad, that's that really is going to hurt the offense. I mean, let's face it, Mark Ingram's not getting any any younger. 
and they didn't have Michael Thomas a year ago, the fact that they could have Michael Thomas and Kamara together again was really promising. I think that's the biggest question mark for the Saints. What's going to happen with Alvin Kamara? Because I really like the draft. I really like the defense. And, you know, I think they're a better football team than they were to end the season. It's just Kamara. We'll see what happens. I think that's probably the most intriguing part of this. Now that we're starting to put the draft in the rearview mirror, again, we have two picks left, but are we really going to see a all-star type player be there in the fifth and sixth round? Again, that's going to be something we'll talk about more three, four years down the road, how the Saints were able to get a really good player in that last day of the draft. But, Mike, I think we need to look at Alvin Kamara. How long do you think he could get suspended? Because I think the consensus from people that are just thinking about and theorizing, it's probably eight games, but there's a chance where we all know the Saints and Roger Goodell is not like smoking in the bandit sometimes where you could very well get hit with an even bigger suspension than some expect. Yeah, I just think it's the unknown, Clint. We don't know a whole lot. We do know that something happened and there's video of something happening and whatever happened doesn't seemingly uh, spell good news for Alvin Kamara. And it's been really quiet on his front in a lot of ways. And I think it's got to be at least, I mean, it's just hard to project this stuff. I want to say at least half the season, but we don't know. I just don't think it's good, whatever it is. And the hard thing about, you know, approaching this from a Saints perspective is it just seems like they can't keep everybody intact, whether it's losing Drew Brees or losing Michael Thomas or now losing Alvin Kamara. You know, every team deals with losing players, but these are very key players. I mean, when Drew Brees left the Saints, Alvin Kamara was the, you know, the face of the franchise. Let's face it. I mean, last season, he was the MVP of the team, MVP of the offense. And for him not to be there, that's, that's huge for this football team. So I just think it's something to watch, and there's a lot of unknown. It's hard to speculate right now, but I just don't think it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be good at all. Talk right now, Mike Neighbors, Neighbors Media Group. And, you know, looking at the way this group, the Saints team has started to kind of form together. You didn't see a whole lot of moves in free agency, but they were able to kind of free up some cap space, fit things together. There's a potential still out there. Jarvis Landry could still be available. Even the Honey Badger, if if somehow, some way, the money's right. Because from what I've been hearing, $20 million is his asking price. Maybe that's a little too much for the New Orleans Saints. But what if there's like a Jarvis Landry available? That could e- help out the Saints offense even more and not necessarily having to rely as much on the run game as you did during those like late Drew Brees years. Because that was something I noticed a lot was the more Drew Brees' arm strength started to, started to go down, the run game started to be utilized a lot more where it was more, I'd say, 60-40 run pass versus, let's say, in those 2014-16 to 16 years, it was like probably 70-30 more like it. Yeah, I still to me, Jarvis Landry would be nice. Uh, Tyron Matthew would be nice. I think Matthew would take precedence over over Landry. I still would would like to look at a running back though as an insurance policy for Kamara. Maybe look at a veteran that could complement Mark Ingram because when Drew Brees was at his best, even during the Super Bowl years, that offense was balanced. And I think that's when you know every offense is is the most dangerous. Even though the running back has been diminished somewhat uh, over the last few years. 
I would like to look at a veteran running back to bring in just to compliment Ingram. I need an insurance policy for Alvin Kamara because I really like the receiving core with Thomas being back with the Lave and you know, you have Traquan Smith and you have Callaway to compliment those guys. Landry would be nice. I'd rather have a running back right now than an extra toys wide receiver. I'd agree with you, especially after missing out on on him a brisker out of Penn State because that was a guy I think the Saints yeah. if if they had just if the Bears hadn't just snatched him up it would have been like on a silver platter this draft probably would have been an A to an A plus and you know Dennis Allen his first year it's setting up really nicely and you know probably a lot of people wouldn't have thought about that going back I'd say a couple months ago where things just look to be uncertain you the team continues to be in, in cap hell. Sean Payton retires, Dennis Allen kind of takes over and is trying to just keep this culture together. I think this draft is at first towards Dennis Allen maybe kind of wiping away some of the the bad look he had at his previous head coaching stop and really evolving as a head coach. Well, I think the one thing we see in this draft is uh, with or without Sean Payton, they're going to be aggressive. And I love the aggressiveness. I love you know the trade with Philadelphia because I think they knew that they had players in mind in that range, and they thought if, if we get those two picks, you know, we're going to get those players, and that's exactly what happened. They knew Olave was there, so they moved up. And I, I don't mind any of those moves because I think they still have a football team. Unlike a lot of teams around the NFL, the reason they brought in a new coach is because the team was horrible. The only reason they have Dennis Allen is because Sean Payton retired. So they know they still have a good football team, especially defensively. So the upgrades they made on offense were very good. The big question marks, Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara. And we'll find out shortly in a matter of months if uh, those question marks turn to exclamation points, especially Winston. I mean, Winston doesn't have any more excuses. Uh, He was playing well last year until the injury, knows the system, has weapons, and, you know, it just seems like, you know, the the clock is ticking on Jameis Winston to prove he can be a franchise quarterback in the NFL. But this draft has set himself up nicely. It would help him more, though, if he could get Kamara. So we'll hopefully find out the answers shortly on that, too. Mike, appreciate you coming on, as always, my man. Talk to you down the road. And anytime you're in downtown, anytime you're downtown Lafayette or uptown Lafayette, wherever, let me know. We'll grab a bite. Absolutely, my brother. I appreciate you having me. All right, Mike Neighbors, everybody. Appreciate him joining the program as always. Talking some New Orleans Saints fresh off of, you know, I think one of the better two days of the NFL draft the Saints have had in a hot minute. Because I think, again, y'all listened to me last year, lose my damn mind over the fact they drafted Ian Book the way they did. In the, I can remember vividly seeing that pop up on my feed. Damn near wanted to puke on the air. Fast forward one year, the Saints team has gotten the draft picks right. Year one, like last year, it was probably one of the worst drafts just on paper, instant reaction wise. Benefit of sports radio. You react instantly. The Peyton Turner pick didn't look that great. Still doesn't. It's kind of the the jury's out on it right now because he was injured a good bit. But at the same time, it did what it needed to do in a dr- and kind of get a fire underneath Marcus Davenport's ass and get things done. I just want to see how quickly that can change in the next, let's say, year or so. How does Peyton Turner fit in this offense, or this defense, I should say, because I would hate to see a guy within two years going from being a first-round pick and a guy that I think the Saints love to have 
just not be part of the team. That's kind of where it's I, it sits with me with Peyton Turner. How does he fit into the grand scheme of things? Because, I mean, Cam Jordan's not getting any younger, but he's still performing at a very high and consistent clip. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out as well. We'll wrap up the show next with a final take, and we're looking ahead to the 2023 NFL Draft with this last take. It's not controversial, but I think it's something that's going to be factual, and it's actually going to be a take that'll either be hot or it'll be ice cold for once. But we'll be back after this right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. <laughs> 